Hi everyone, Sandman here. This video is sponsored by a donation from Georgi, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. And he's coming to you all the way from Eastern Europe, from the country of Georgia. And he didn't suggest this particular topic, but I'm going to dedicate this show to his donation. A few weeks ago, I received a message here on YouTube about a recent post called The Marriage Strike Hitting Women Hard, Why Men Aren't Dating. Along with this message, I received an article that I'm linking to in the description. And here's some of the text that was actually pulled from that article from the bottom of that particular page. Let me read the first post, and then I'll dive in with my analysis and personal information. This is what an anonymous office worker from my city had to say. Let me explain. The office tower that I work in, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, has a lot of single women in it. The single men that I associate with are making high six figures, or low seven figures, in income, and they want nothing to do with women. Last month, a matchmaking business in the office had a singles night after work, of which I was invited, as well as many friends and associates. 105 single women showed up. How many men showed up, you ask? Are you ready for this? Three. That's correct. Just three. The dating service was astounded and did nothing to explain what had happened. And of course, they blamed all of the men. What a joke. This is just one example. Another example, when we go out for drinks after work, we will walk into a bar and the bar is filled with single women aged 25 to 50 and all from the same area. The women always motion to my friends and I to sit down and have a drink with them. Our response? Thanks, but we have some business to discuss. And then we go grab our own table, well away from them. They are never approached and hang out amongst themselves, usually with a bitter scowl on their faces, as they do not deal with rejection very well. Another example, this 38-year-old hottie that I know who works in the same office tower has asked me out three times and I'm 48 years old. And all three times, she has gotten the same response. No. Last week I ran into her, and she asked if she could come up into my office and talk to me after work. I said, sure, why not? She arrived, and I made her a drink. And then she asked me point blank, what the hell is wrong with me? My response, I give up. What's wrong with you? She said, I have been turned down by the last ten men that I have been interested in. I have given them my phone number, and none of them have called me to ask me out. So what the hell is wrong with me? I was shocked, to say the least. In my mind, I was thinking, wow, if a hottie like her can't get a date, the ugly ones are seriously doomed. I tried to be nice and explain to her that maybe she is chasing the wrong men, and she should look for greener pastures. She explained that she wants to get married and have a kid, but it looks very bleak for her. She also stated to me that, if I did not pretend to like a guy on the date, I would not get sex once a year, and I would be celibate. Again, I said, wow, as I did not know what to say. I tried to be sympathetic and understanding, but then I decided to give her a dose of brutal honesty combined with a dose of harsh reality. I told her that due to feminazism bullshit, long-term relationship and divorce laws have also made it so that men have decided to go their own way which means men are avoiding women as they are not worth the hassle to date, let alone getting into a legal agreement with them, where a man could lose his assets by getting royally raped in family court. She seemed to understand this, I think. 
She then asked me about a few of my friends, and that she was interested in them. I told her point blank, they are not interested in dating or a relationship, let alone marriage, to be robbed of at least 50% of everything that they have worked for. I myself, as well as the others, keep a few women on the side for sports sex, and if that fails, there are always call girls. But under no circumstances do we get involved with any of them. Do you understand? She replied, yes. I want to feel sorry for her, but I do not. These women are getting exactly what they asked for. They have no one to blame except themselves. I could give you a lot more examples, but I think I have stated my point from the perspective that I see every day. Thanks. Thank you, Will Illy Bab, for sending me this particular quote. You also seem to have solidified a couple of the thoughts and ideas that have been running through my head recently about my own experiences here in Toronto, Canada. This past November, I took some photos and shot some video at a dating event. This was the second time this particular event was planned, but this was the first time that it actually happened. The day it was originally planned for had to be cancelled on account of there being a lack of men interested in coming out to the event. This was before I was in MGTOW, and I thought to myself, what the hell is happening here? Why aren't the men coming out? I asked the event organizer about it, and he's supposedly a relationship expert, and he was just as dumbfounded as I was. After I became a MGTOW, I realized that he was no dating expert, but pretending to be one. The night the event happened, there still weren't enough eligible bachelors, so the organizer started calling his male friends to fill the bar so that there would be enough of those eligible bachelors hanging around. From his circle of friends, the pickings were kind of slim, and one guy had his leg blown off in Afghanistan, and he was there, and the women were not impressed. But he was well-dressed and well-spoken, but his value as a utility was damaged, so he was no longer eligible. There was also another guy there that was legally blind, and came in with a cane. At one point in the night, I was expecting the guy with one leg to be leading the blind guy around, but it never happened. And excuse me if I'm being a little bit insensitive, but I did find it kind of ironic. I find it remarkable that men are avoiding dating altogether in Toronto. I thought the dating event that I shot was just an anomaly, but now I know that it's not. It used to be that men would pay to contact women on dating sites, but even that money is starting to wane. Even Lava Life, a dating company near my house, had to cut costs and pull their company sign off a building that they are housed in right now. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Dating sites like Plenty of Fish and OkCupid are free, and even then, men are refusing to pay for the privilege of contacting women that are not even worth talking to. There is certainly a shift afoot, as far as I can see it. With regards to men in the financial district not seeking out women, I knew one guy in his mid-40s that has been going his own way for at least four to five years and doesn't even know what the term MGTOW means. He's an only child and his mother wants grandchildren, but he hasn't met a good woman in a long time. He's having trouble meeting women in their 30s that have any assets to begin with, and most of them are deeply in debt. Why would he want to divide up the assets that he's worked so hard for with a woman? Men that make a lot of money and save it know what it takes to keep that money in their pocket 
And oftentimes, they've had to make serious sacrifices in their personal life to get that money. So why would they just risk losing money that they can never replace? It's usually women that I hear saying things like, it's just money. But in reality, that money represents years of lost freedom. So why would a man that gave up his freedom today for a safe retirement tomorrow be willing to give that away? But women still expect men to do this. If a woman comes up to a man and says, I have half a million dollars in savings in the bank, and there's also a guarantee that I'm going to go back to work after I have a child, then maybe men would actually date women. And if child custody laws were 50-50, then more men would probably be dating women as well. But the laws are so badly in favor of women that men are leaving the game altogether. I have another friend that is going on dates with different women at least once a week, and I've been trying to convince him to take the red pill for a very long time but he refuses. I keep telling him that you can either understand women or you can love them. He understands women and rarely meets them after a second or third date because he's become very good at reading their personalities through subtle hints that they typically drop. He's still holding out hope that there's a good woman out there for him, but I keep telling him to give it up. He's 35 years old and has $400,000 saved up and has zero debt to his name. He also has a tiny, modest apartment and drives a 1999 Honda Civic because they last forever and are excellent on gas. And he's puzzled when women in Toronto barely have ten dollars to $20,000 saved up after being in the working world for 10 years. But even that total doesn't count because these women often have tens of thousands of dollars in credit card debt as well as student loans. So most of them are twenty dollars to $30,000 in the hole. He told a few of them how much money he has saved and they thought he was lying. He made them wet by showing his bank account on his phone, and they instantly wanted to do anything and everything for him. Sorry, let me correct that. They were willing to do anything and everything to get to that money. At this point in the game, he usually has already made it clear to them that he's not going to keep dating them because they weren't interested in him for his personality and for his looks. To him, money is just a superficial thing. But I think he uses his money to torment women. I think he gets off on seeing them get all excited by dollar signs and then taking them away. In my mind, this is just a way to destroy a woman's self-esteem, as much as calling her fat. By flashing that type of money, you're essentially saying to the woman that you're not good enough, beautiful enough, or pretty enough for me to love you and risk losing 10 to 20 years of my life and labor on a bad marriage. My friend also shames women for not saving more money and for traveling the world and dining out driving new cars and shopping for the newest designer fashions. He wants them to be aware that if they were responsible enough to save money, then they might have a future with him. But they didn't, so they will have to settle for a poor guy, if they're lucky. With the Canadian real estate bubble brewing for over 10 years now, most men can't afford to offer Canadian women what they want in terms of housing. In 2003, a three-bedroom detached home was a quarter of a million dollars in a decent neighborhood in Toronto, now that same house is $750,000. How are men that are making fifty dollars to $100,000 a year supposed to afford that unless they get married and have a wife that also works? The answer is, they aren't. It's almost like the real estate cartel wants people to get married and buy big houses in this country. Otherwise, they're going to have to live in a basement. When real estate price is correct, there will be a lot of divorces in this country, and a lot of people will lose the equity that once existed in their homes but it was hallucinated wealth to begin with. And when it evaporates, I'm sure that women will blame men for purchasing these overpriced properties. 
but in many cases, it was the women's desires for status and more living space that got the couple into this house in the first place, a house that they could no longer afford. Well, that does it for today's video. Thanks again to Willie Illy Bab for his donation, and thank you for taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.